So today we are talking about that big word. You know, you've heard it in church. You've heard it all in your relationships. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. But we're going to look at it in a different way because we are talking about forgiveness, but we're looking at it from the little girl in the attic. Y'all, this is part two of the little girl in the attic. And we are going through forgiveness. We're going to go through the process. We're going to talk about the resentment, the feelings. Y'all, we're going to talk about vulnerability because who wants to be vulnerable? Who, who wants to be vulnerable? You have to, first of all, you got to acknowledge yourself because yes. that little girl that's in that attic, sometimes, you know, we stuff her up there and then we don't go back and grab her. So mm -hmm. we need to go back and grab her. Have a conversation with her. Mm -hmm. Listen, I don't know like what age we put that little girl in the attic. For me, like I said, she she at the top of the steps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She was three years old. Mm -hmm. I have yet to go back and grab her and talk to her for fear of what she's going to tell me about mm -hmm. me. I won't say that I neglected my little girl in the attic. My little girl in the attic, my attic was her safe haven. Mm. So she, I was taking her away from the pain of everything else. So for me, I felt like I couldn't protect you one way. So if I put you in this place, nobody else can reach you. So mm. I have a, a, my process of the, of forgiveness is going back and I cut you off from everybody. So now your heart is not open to anybody. So for my process, I I have to apologize to her because I made her into someone who can't be reached. Someone who can't be um loved completely.
we gonna talk about vulnerability and opening up and getting to it. So girl, hey girl, hey, let's get this conversation started. What's going on? How are you guys today? Hey, I'm good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Antonita, how you doing today? I am fabuloso. Ooh, we are talking about forgiveness today, y'all. That's a big one. That's a big (laughs) one. That's a big one. Like, I'm over here taking deep breaths, like, breathe in, breathe out, in your nose, out your mouth, because... I mean, it's so much that goes along with forgiveness. And you have people that tell you all these different things about forgiveness, right? So, you know, we from the biblical standpoint, it's like we have to. That's just what we do. If you're a Christian, you just forgive. And then you have, it's no, you know, the forgiveness is really not for you. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not for the other person. Excuse me. It's not for the other person. It's for you. So we have, but that's like one of the hardest things to do. And then we have our cliche, oh, I forgive her, but I ain't going to never forget what she did to me or how that happened so you know is that true forgiveness but we're talking about forgiveness but we're looking at it from the little girl in the attic however we 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 acknowledged our little girl in the attic last week and um how she got there so we were able to um leave the podcast and and, you know you were able to leave the podcast and you were able to think about how did my little girl get in the attic did we put her there you know was the attic already created for those are things that you know we we had to do a self-evaluation now ladies this is this is a disclaimer doing the self-evaluation is not going to feel good when you do that self-evaluation while we're talking about the little girl in the attic i expect some tears Expect to kick, expect to scream, expect to holler, expect to feel it in your gut, expect to feel whatever it was that placed that little girl in the attic. Because nine times out of ten, it wasn't a positive thing that did that. So talking about forgiveness, I'm 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 gonna bring in my hey girl Hayes. I'm gonna bring in my Auntie Nita. Auntie Nita, forgiveness. What's the process of forgiveness? How do we how do how do we even no. First thing, how do we know that forgiveness is needed? But I'm going to do two things. How do we know that forgiveness is needed? And how do you forgive yourself when you feel like you were the cause of the little girl being placed in the attic? If When you feel like it was your fault, you too. How do you help us out with that? Because we can talk about forgiveness in relationship setting, in friendship, in our marriage. We can talk about, but let's talk about you forgiving you. Let's talk about that in that process. Go ahead, Antonita. Wow, thank you so much, Fee. That's, those are deep questions. And let me just tell you, it was all up in my notes, just all up in them. Man, um, how do you forgive you? Ooh, we, that is something that, it's definitely going to take a lot of work. It's definitely going to, you definitely going to cry. Let me tell you. And it is, it's not going to be one of them pretty cries, honey. It's going to be an ugly cry. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. of course we always have to go back to acknowledgement. You have to, first of all, you got to acknowledge yourself because yes. that little girl that's in that attic. Sometimes, you know, we stuff her up there and then we don't go back and grab her. So mm-hmm. we need to go back and grab her, have a conversation with her. Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't know like what age we put that little girl in the attic, 
for me, like I said, she, she at the top of the steps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She was three years old. Mm -hmm. I have yet to go back and grab her and talk to her before fear of what she's going to tell me about mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. So in, in the process of forgiving, we definitely have to acknowledge, we got to go back and grab that little girl, have a conversation with her. And then we got to let her off the hook because she's been holding a whole lot. So when we go back and grab her and when we have that conversation with her, we can tell her, I forgive you. I forgive you and I forgive myself for putting such a heavy load on you and putting that heavy load on you has impacted the woman that I am today. It has shaped me. It has formed me, but listen, I'm letting you off the hook. I'm going to take it from here. And I yield the mic. Woo, Auntie Nita, Auntie Nita. Oh, oh. Wow. Like I have chills. I have chills because it's all legit. It's legit. And so while you were talking, my thought was it's, it's a couple of things that you can look at. Did, did we neglect the little girl in the attic? Did we neglect her? Did we, did we neglect that? Like you said, we left her there and we didn't even go back and check on her. We didn't see if she needed some new shoes or if she needed some food. <laughs> we didn't even go back and check on her. We just like, hey, I love you. This is where you need to stay. We, I need you to be silent. You know, and this is where we need to stay. So Dad, I'm going to ask you the same thing. But I'm going to ask, before you answer that, I want to ask you that, do you feel like you neglected your little girl in the attic? Because you just, I, you talked about your little girl last week. So tell me about, do you feel like you neglected your little girl I, in the attic? I won't say that I neglected my little girl in the attic. My little girl in the attic, my attic was her safe haven. Mm. So she, I was taking her away from the pain of everything else. So for me, I felt like I couldn't protect you one way. So if I put you in this place, nobody else can reach you. So mm -hmm. I have a, a, my process of the of forgiveness is going back and I cut you off from everybody. So now your heart is not open to anybody. So for my process, I, I have to apologize to her because I made her into someone who can't be reached, someone who can't be um, loved completely because she can't give you complete love from herself. So there's always a wall somewhere. There's always a, a, a obstacle in the way no matter how close you get or how much you know you prove to me that you're here for me i still have a wall like it i i i had an incident even last week where mm -hmm. you know i say it all the time and i laugh you know you think you over something or you think you're healing well your healing is constant it goes on and on and on and you never become 
fully healed until you realize you put back in that situation and until you actually are fully committed to be healed then you won't have the same reaction well an incident had where I felt like I was being you know like somebody was getting ready to blame somebody I love for something mm-hmm. I immediately went in that wasn't even the you know and it wasn't <laughs> even that bad but I had to acknowledge dang my bad I'm sorry. I'm so used to taking up for some. We ain't finna take that blame, and you ain't finna take that blame mm-hmm. for somebody else's mistake. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even the way it, it came out. So that just proved to me again that I'm still a work in progress. You know, I still gotta trust the process of me becoming fully healed in the forgiveness that I'm trying to walk in. Um, forgiveness is like big, you know. Um, Cause you can say I'm sorry, and still in my head, because we've been taught you can forgive and for, but you can't forget. But that's not the definition of forgiveness. Forgiveness is a a, a process of being um, healed from the trauma, as well as forgetting that it has. Which is why. Even the Bible tells us we have to forgive seven times seven. Well, most people think you give me once. Okay, shame on me. You give me again, shame on, you know. And so we don't never get to two. We'll never get to three. You know, when the Bible actually tells us that we're supposed to forgive each and every time. So I may get hurt 20 times. But my process still, I I still have to go through that process of being able to say, okay, you got me. And I'm okay. And I got to go back and hug that little girl and say, it's okay. It's okay. You weren't being dumb for going back and doing it again. Cause that's the, that's what we hear. That's what we see is you just being stupid. So you just going to let him keep doing that. You just going to, it couldn't be me. You know, that's our favorite line as a black woman. It couldn't be me. You ain't going to get me again. He been cheating since she was, you know, y'all been together 20 years. He cheated 19 of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying but for me we we gotta stop that it it ain't our forgiveness to give what we can handle is not what somebody else can handle right and that right. was my lesson you know what I'm saying for me I was like nope you ain't getting there again I'm gonna cuss you out but I can't do nothing if they go back I can't do nothing if you you put yourself back in that situation what am I going to do? It means nothing. But me sitting around with an attitude and, and, and your problems on my shoulder that we still got to figure out. To the I'm sorry. Go back to the I'm sorry, Auntie Nita. Go okay. back to the I'm sorry. So here I heard, uh, I ain't heard nothing. Steve Harvey, <laughs> he put a quote up on Twitter. And I'm paraphrasing because I, mean, I, was, I wasn't going to go back and try to find it, but what it said was forgiveness is more than saying I'm sorry. You can say I'm sorry all you want to all day long, however many times you want to say it and never mean it. You can be flip-flopping on the floor, crying, you know, snotting tears and doing whatever, rolling all over, talking about something I'm sorry, but your heart is far from it. Mm -hmm. It's a total lie because you don't mean it. And that's true, because if you think about it, even as a little kid, 
you do something and you say you sorry to your parents just so you can get past it. I don't want to whooping today. So I'm sorry. I really didn't mean to do it, but I really meant to say that. I meant to tell you how I really felt. I mm-hmm. meant to, you know, go slap the little girl. But when you came to school and said I was getting a whooping, then yeah, I'm sorry. Cause that's not, that was not the outcome I was looking for. Yeah. I had a whole different scenario in my head of how it was going to end, you know, but you're right. Sometimes our sorries ain't sorry. And you got to be okay with maybe not ever even getting a sorry, a, a genuine sorry, I guess I should say. A genuine sorry because we can say sorry but if our heart isn't in the sorry and we're just using it as a a a statement of release mm-hmm. it's not really sorry what are your thoughts on that fee so my little girl in the attic is different she handles things different my little girl in the attic is not hiding because my little girl wants to feel the love. So the thing with my little girl is she trusts everybody, even though she doesn't trust them because she wants them to love her. She wants them to see her. She wants that attention. She wants that affection. So it 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 falls that that innocent falls on rocky ground if it falls on rocky ground so now it's almost like um and when i say this term i'm not saying this term in the way that we know it sexually but it's like my little girl has been prostituted because she wants this person to love her this person she has she's looking to to um have turned into a people pleaser because she wants that from them. So I'm not hiding her, maybe hiding her true feeling, her true intent, you know, she, but she has to go every time she is broken, she has to go back to that point of when her mom left her that every time. So she has to go back in the attic and it's like, she has to get um, plugged back in and she has to get that safe haven. She has to get that place. But then I, I had to learn not to continually pull her out looking for people to give her what she was searching for. So that's my, um, that that's that's how I can explain um, a portion of my little girl in the attic. The biggest that I think that's the biggest part um, for my little girl in the attic. So and and we all talked about um, the forgiveness. So I'm like, let's look it up. And so the dictionary tells us forgiveness is to excuse a fault or a, an offense. To excuse it. And then it says, stop feeling anger. So that tells us that the forgiveness is for us. It's telling you, you got to excuse whatever this idiot did or whatever, you know, whether we're talking about something else. But when we are talking about the little girl in the attic, 
the dictionary portion says to excuse it. When you excuse something, you're giving it permission, right? Mm -hmm. Can I have an excuse? I need an excuse to go to the bathroom. I need an excuse, your excuse for the day. So you're saying, I agree, I'm okay with your going to the bathroom. I'm okay that you came in late, so I'm going to give you an excuse. So we're what this is saying is we have to excuse whatever the fault is or the ex, of offense, not offense, not a offense that was done. Look at that face, y'all. I wish y'all could see that face, y'all. Hey, girl, hey. I wish hey, y'all could hey. see her face. That brings us Woo! to the resentment portion of it. Yes, because it does. if you continue to offend me over and over again, that's where my resentment builds up. Uh -huh. And so we don't never, we don't never want to acknowledge how it snowballs into I forgive you once, I forgive you twice, I forgive you three times. And all this time. Yes, I'm saying I'm releasing the anger, but I'm building up this resentment that's sitting here because if you do it one time and then I'm okay, but you continue to do it, then to me, you don't care about my feelings. My feelings mean nothing to you. So now I have to go and protect that little girl in the attic once again, something that I didn't want to have to do. So now I'm I'm in a place where my anger can't let go if we want to be honest about it you know what i'm saying so we're we're in a in in a process of forgiveness of how 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 do y'all deal with being able to not let go and and, and where where does your anger reside like how do you go from i forgive you to I don't know how this is going to end because, you know, now it just triggers into something else. Because to me, when you continually do it, then it's triggering that anger spot. Like it's just flicking that light on and off. Like you like, okay, enough. So, Antonita, I want you to um, address address that too. But can we can we start right there, Dot? We have to start right there because we gotta address. We gotta address. We not we not having no elephants in the room. None. No elephants in the room. So when we talk about resentment and we talk about forgiveness, right? You cannot forgive and still have resentment because right. resentment <laughs> is bitter and anger that's what the book that's what the dictionary say so yep. if you are resenting then you have to go now you said this that you can forgive one two three the bible tell us to forgive. so if you still have resentment that's bitter and anger and if forgiveness says stop feeling anger we have to start this process over. We have to continually. So that tells us every single day we have to renew our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Every single day. So that, that tells us that, right? That every single day we have to, hey, Lisa, that's my family name, Lisa. Lisa, I forgive you. I, mm -hmm. I forgive you 
We, 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 Lisa, take it a step further. Lisa, we forgive them. Mm -hmm. We forgive them for what they did to us. And then we forgive ourselves for taking on that burden of what they did to us. Okay, Auntie Nita, go ahead, girl. Go on, Auntie Nita. Hey, girl, go. Listen, you didn't, I'm like, gosh, that's really deep. (laughs) wow okay so you are absolutely right if we are in that resentment phase we have not totally forgiven Mm -hmm. not at all so you cannot get stuck in unforgiveness you Mm -hmm. cannot so that that person Maybe a trigger for you or whatever that thing is. It could be somebody else says something that triggers you. And then Mm -hmm. it takes you back to that little girl in the attic. And then you start projecting. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can't get stuck in that. You definitely have to renew your mindset. We also, we can't ignore it because sometimes we do. Sometimes we ignore it. And Mm -hmm. then guess what it does? It starts, we start mulling it over in our mind even though nobody else knows what's going on right Mm -hmm. we try to try to make like oh everything is just fine no i'm not mad at you yes you are Mm -hmm. yes you you have a problem with me yes Yes, you you are stop being fake come Mm -hmm. on you know putting on that religiosity stop Mm -hmm. it all the while that thing is mulling over in your mind and you know that you resent you're resenting that person for whatever but then you also blame. So mm-hmm. if you hadn't did this, then I wouldn't have reacted this way. Mm-hmm. Really? No, you got to re- be responsible for your own actions. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why forgiveness and resentment does not go together. No. You definitely have to acknowledge the fact that, oh my gosh, I have let this get so far that now I resent you. And I'm in that bitter stage. I have been there. Now, I didn't try to forget the person at first, but because I didn't and I didn't acknowledge the pain that I was in, every time I saw that person, it was not good. It was mm-hmm. not good. I, try, I tried to ignore them. Of course, they're coming in my face talking to me. And I'll, you know how, how my facial expressions are. You know how, you know how <laughs> yes. they are. Yes. So I'm trying to keep a straight face. Like, hey, ain't nothing going on. That's ignoring knowing all the while that, yeah, I don't rock with you like that. What you did, it hurt me, it offended me. But again, going back to acknowledgement, I didn't acknowledge it. I knew what happened. You know what happened too. And you know what you did. Me, I, I wasn't you know, looking for an, an apology. I just didn't want to be around that person. Mm-hmm. But it ended up turning into resentment and bitterness. And then- I wanted to rip the life out of that person. So mm-hmm. I really had to go back and ask God. And it took me years. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. It took me years. I was glad that I didn't have to see them no more. But then me not seeing them let me off the hook of acknowledging what was going mm-hmm. on. But when I did see them, like I said, they didn't go on about their business. Or if I didn't say this, I'm saying it now. They ain't going on about their business. They ain't thinking about you, but you still think about that thing, thing that they did to you. Killing yourself, because that's what you're doing. Killing yourself. 
But when I did see them again, it was like totally different. It was like nothing ever happened. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. So you just gonna act like nothing ever happened. But it took me years for God to actually like, girl, you need to let that go. Come to me, talk to me about it. Let it go and forgive. Mm-hmm. I forgive you. We church girls are all, we church, we church girls. girls. We go back to church. <laughs> we church girls. So we Sunday morning sharp church girls. Amen. <laughs> so, you know, he forgives us. So we have to forgive. And the Bible says seven, seven times, seven, 70 times seven. So, and, and you don't stop at, at 140. You, you keep going. Well, here, here, here's the problem. Like, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, y'all. The, the y'all, thing that y'all me. wish y'all could see that face. I'm sorry for over talking. I just wish y'all could see that face, y'all. <laughs> Cause this thing is serious, honey. I and and this is not even bad. This is not even bad part about it. To me, um, here's is what we struggle with, and I I hope that everybody out there listening can acknowledge if they're they're struggling with this. The process of forgiveness is like Nita said, the acknowledgement of the forgiveness. Um, When we wanna acknowledge something, we immediately think it's an opposition. So we immediately make it a problem. So most people don't want to acknowledge it because she gets smart with me, I'ma get smart with her. He say something, I'ma slap him. You know what I'm saying? So we go mm-hmm. in looking for that opposition. We go True. in looking for that fight when technically it's just a communication thing. I, You did it. I didn't like it. I'm good. You good. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? It's that simple, but we make it so much more harder because again, we go in ready to go in. You know what I'm saying? And, and that was me. You, I don't care nothing about hurting your feelings. I said what I said. I used to pride myself on being real. That ain't real. I don't care how true the statement is. It hurt somebody. It hurt somebody. So I had to acknowledge that it hurt them because that was their feelings. And that's how we get in the attic is that non-acknowledgement of my feelings. Mm-hmm. So because you didn't acknowledge my feelings, now I got to hide and defend this little girl who's stuck or you didn't think her words meant enough that. So, you know, I'm telling you something is hurting me. I'm telling you something is bothering me. I'm telling you that I didn't like it. And you don't care. You think, oh, well, I'll just go buy her outfit tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or I'll go purchase this. Or I'll mm-hmm. go do that. So we'll go to the park tomorrow. You'll feel so much better. Mm-hmm. I'll say hi to you today. I'll give you a hug and mm-hmm. a kiss and, and give you my debit card. We good. Mm-hmm. Wow. We not. We not good. We not. We not. You know, and then so you get to the point where you be like, they don't care anyway, so I ain't going to say nothing. Wow. So you stuck in this, I ain't going to say nothing. And so now it's building up. And so that's where my resentment started coming up. I don't, I get tired of always being the one that's saying something. Mm-hmm. I get tired of being the one that always acknowledging something. I get tired of being the one that they consider causing a problem. Well, I'm not really causing a problem. I'm trying to acknowledge what's going on so that we can get past it and make it better. But if y'all want to be stuck, then that's on y'all. <laughs> y'all got to you know see her face. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> 
you know, it just, it get hard to get past that. So, you know, that process of forgiveness, man, it, it, it'll keep you going until you hit that graveyard. Because honestly, you just, you never know what's going to bring it back up. You don't know, you know, who going to hit that trigger that you be like, oh, I thought that was good. I guess we really wasn't good. And not necessarily meaning that you wasn't good. That other person could have not been good and thought they was good. And now you're getting their residuals that make you bring something back up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just the ongoing process that I, I, I don't think that a lot of us want to acknowledge. And, you know, we stuck. Mm-hmm. That is true. I'm trying not to be stuck no more. I'm trying to get over the hill because I don't want the same pain every, you know, Right. So let's talk about that, Dot. Let's talk about how do we let go? How do we let go? So we we have um, we're okay. And for those of you that are just joining, we are still on our segment part two of the little girl in the attic. But today we're talking about forgiveness. You know, how do we forgive um, the little girl in the attic? And then we're carrying it over to just forgiveness generally, you know, but we, we want to focus on the little girl in the attic because that's how we're healed. We, we're healing ourselves, right? We're healing ourselves when we're talking about that. So let's talk about that. So, okay. We, we went through the process. And most of us hate process because process requires you to do something. Process requires you to do something, lady. Pro- ladies, process is not just something you get to sit back and just, I know people say, well, just say, it's like faith. Faith right. without works is dead. Faith right. don't never say, it does not mean sit back and wait on God. No, it say faith without works is dead process it's i'm telling you it's a process it's process so that's why process is so hard so we're talking about forgiveness we're talking about the process we're talking about how forgiveness and resentment is is not the same thing they're different <laughs> you have to go through forgiveness and if you feeling bitter and resenting and you you need to go back to the table for for forgiveness mm-hmm. um we, we you know those feelings that we feel so now let's talk about it we've acknowledged the bitterness we acknowledge that we did not really truly forgive you know because every time i see this person i am teed off every time this person stand up and say anything in my presence i am teed off whenever i think about what has happened it tees me off whenever i smell because you know our senses is part of our feelings and our emotions and and time and trauma senses is part of that so whenever i smell that stinky perfume that i think about that or that cologne or whenever i smell how the seasons change and y'all can y'all tell i've been through this i've been through this i smell the seasons the the how what season it was and i smell that smell and and it triggers that little girl in the attic while she's there because this happened around that time. So let's talk about letting go. We've gotten to the point that we've acknowledged the hurt. We've gotten to the point that we have come to the conclusion that every single day, there's a process of forgiveness every single day. You cannot say, oh, I forgive and it's gone because you don't know what that trigger is. Every single day you have to choose to forgive. So let's talk about letting go. How do you let go? If I, How do you let go and move 
on, literally. Cause Nita and Nita touched on it. Like the person moved away. So it was like out of sight, out of mind. So I ain't got to deal with it. Well, if the person came in town, would you have to deal with it again? Would that, would that trigger it up? How do we truly, truly, truly get to the point of it's done? I'm not bothered by it. I'm not allowing you to feel any type of void within me. I'm not giving you any type of space because I'm constantly holding on to what happened or how this or whatever. How do we let go? Antonita, talk to talk to us about that. Tell me about that because well, that is uh, hard. It, it's very hard. Letting go is very letting go of anything is hard, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say, especially if it's something that you love, but then if it's something that has been protection for you, it's very hard to let it go. Um, and that goes into vulnerability, but when we get there, we can talk about that. Mm -hmm. Um, man, the process is hard. I know I already said that, but the process is we hard. All I, I, I'm going to say this holding on to past hurts, holding on to past pain or whatever it is, past trauma. If you don't forgive, it imprisons you. It's like you are locked in solitary confinement all by yourself day after day after day after day. So it's important to know what triggers you because you can be triggered at any time. So it's important to identify those triggers and then learning how to do something different, learning how to respond differently to those things that trigger you. That's why it's important to know them. And then slowly but surely, you will learn how to let that thing go because you're responding different. You're responding in a more positive way. And then the more positive you are, it'll be easier to make your way to forgiveness because you will see that thing in a different light. And then that did touch on um, maybe it's something that's wrong with the other person and not you. So you never know what people are going through. And you, Fee, touched on that smell thing. That thing is, if you know, of course, you got to know your body, though. You have to know your body. But that smell thing, that's a trigger as well. So it's real. All I can say is this. Know your triggers and then respond differently. And then you will at some point be able to let that thing go. If you got to get some help with that get some help. There's nothing wrong with, with therapy. Y'all just, you know, there ain't nothing wrong with therapy. Um, it don't mean that you're crazy. It don't mean that you have mental issues, you know, and everybody that has mental issues, um, they're not murderers or, you know, psychopaths. They just haven't mental breakdowns. That's mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to yield the mic here, but you definitely have to know your triggers. 
So that is, and I know here shortly we, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about that with the triggers, and we'll have um, some more podcasts that will talk about that. Those triggers and those senses, especially women that have been sexually abused or that have been abused, those those senses that is really really that is a, a trigger. But you have to know your triggers. So part of letting go is knowing what you can handle knowing what what you can handle you know you have to acknowledge that and you have to be okay with that it's okay we are in a season where we're saying hey girl hey it is okay you don't have to i don't care nobody can make you do it you know i think that's kind of where we all are with you know nobody no no i want to scream today so guess what i'm screaming today you know if you don't like it then you probably need to move more than six feet away because i'm screaming today from the top i'm screaming screaming from my belly i am yelling so you know it's it's it is that that letting go um that is so that's so big the other thing um auntie nita touched on is like your forgiveness you have to keep going back because this segment is on forgiveness and everything that entails and goes along with forgiveness but you have to every single day is a choice you have to choose to forgive you have to choose to forgive yourself the other person and you have to move on you have to hold on to that but the last thing and then i'm bringing in our visionary to to, to talk and the last thing is reacting how are you going to react? You cannot react the same way you reacted when it happened, the same way you reacted three weeks later when you saw him, her, or however. You cannot react the same. The way you react shows how you've overcome. Absolutely. Your reaction shows how you have overcome and how you have gone through the process and how letting go, not that it's easy, but you're making a choice. I'm choosing to be above it. I'm choosing to have dominion over whatever the situation is. Dot visionary, talk to us. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, it's let it go. It's, no, let it's not it let go, it go. Joker. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, it is let it go. Is it, it is let it go. I don't got no little kids, so I don't know. It is let it go. It's okay, let it go. Um, yeah. So for me, <laughs> the question that do we really honestly let it go? Because if it's a it's a choice, we we have we have to learn what it is that trigger us. So that's a that the trigger we can't let go because we we have to acknowledge it every time it come up we can't act like it don't happen so it's an ongoing process but for me I had to talk to myself I had to tell myself that that's not the same person that's not the person that started this this mm -hmm. not the person that you know made you feel this kind of way they're their thought process isn't their thought process. So now I have to respond differently, as you said, because I'm not dealing with the same person. The person that may trigger something may not even do it out of malice. Right. It may be a learned behavior mm. that they don't even know that they have. 
So now we put something on somebody else that don't have nothing to do with it. So my my letting go, I don't necessarily feel like it's really let I'm I'm letting go because it's it's a different pain for me. You know what I'm saying? So the letting go process is is, is differently. I need to know what it is what made me respond the way I did. So my letting go is allowing me to become a better person so that I can respond differently. So although I I don't want you to think that I'm saying you can't let your stuff go cuz you have to let I mean it's it's a process of letting it go. Um it's a process of not forgetting what you're letting go so that when you're approached with it you can't you have to make sure that you have to talk to yourself that this is not the same situation that happened 10 years ago this is not the same situation that happened when you were five years old this is not even the same person you're encountering so we're building on to that three-year-old girl or that five-year-old girl by somebody who's doing something 20 years later that had nothing to do with that five-year-old hurt. So that forgiveness, you know, that forgiveness is different. It's a different kind of forgiveness each time. And I don't think we acknowledge that. So what I had to forgive 20 years ago for my little girl in the attic, I now have to acknowledge, encounter a new hurt that I that starts another healing process to forgive another portion of. But we lump it all into one hurt. And that's how we get caught up in the resentment. That's so true. That's that past hurt meshed with the present hurt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we haven't want... acknowledged what's in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then we're actually responding to what happened to us, to us in the past. Mm -hmm. And, and now we're responding with what happened today. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> so you, you forget that, you know, you'd be like, dang you. And I tell people all the time, I would hate to get into a fight anytime soon. <laughs> I feel like, if I ever had to get to a point where there was a fight involved, you gonna get everything that has happened in the last 12 years that I mm -hmm. could acknowledge. Mm -hmm. That's dangerous for them mm. and me. And you. <laughs> I'm going to jail. Yes, you are. I'm going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? That's not, you know, who wants yeah. to live like that? You know, you'd be like, just don't push them buttons because I know that when that mountain or that faucet turns on, I'll never know what's going to come out of, you know? So, but that ain't a good place either. I shouldn't have a faucet waiting to, the pipe to break. <laughs> and flood. No, 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 you're right. I you're, should see, this acknowledgement, this is good. This is acknowledgement. This is accountability. <laughs> going on right now y'all real women this, real conversations yeah this real talk this is stuff that you you know i'd be like dang i didn't realize how much 
you know, that person that built up all this wall that, you know, dang, I'm scared that because I didn't say it then, the next person I have to say it to is going to get theirs and theirs. Mm -hmm. That ain't cool. Mm -hmm. It ain't cool. I want to be the first to say I ain't right. <laughs> you know what is <laughs> here? <laughs> I got to tell y'all. So when Fee is saying it's my face, I'm saying it's me. It's me. It, it goes back to me learning me. You know what I'm saying? And being able to say, y'all, this ain't cool. This ain't right. I don't want to be hurt. <laughs> I want to fix this. And the only way we can get to a healing piece of it is us working together to heal each other. Right. Tell me I'm wrong. When you see me acting out, girl, that ain't even you. And I do that a lot. Like if I'm friends with somebody on Facebook that I don't normally see going for a rent or whatever, I hit them in their inbox. You good? This ain't right. something you normally post. You straight? Because I want somebody to do it to me. Make sure, check me and say, girl, you want to talk about it? Let's yell about it. Yell to me, but don't mm -hmm. let everybody else see that. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because that ain't you. That ain't who you about. You you don't even got to do that. It takes that, a village and a sisterhood. It does. It does. It, it does. does. Well, so they tell you straighten so your sister crown, straighten your sister babe, crown. Straighten yes. your sister crown. Straighten it. You know, that's, that's real dope. talk. Right. That's and dope. I know the forgiveness part is a lot. It me. is. It's a lot for me it's because even, even in my healing journey on forgiveness, um, I've had to acknowledge some things that, yes, I, I have forgiven you, but at the same time, I have to work with, build, you know, tearing down a wall that I didn't build. Mm-hmm. You know, because most mm -hmm. time our hurts build a wall that I don't even know how it got there. Right. But I don't, until it's there, and then now I'm trying to chisel at these bricks, trying to break them up. Yeah. And you feel like I'm just being a butthole, you know, and I'm not. I'm really not. I'm just really, you know, I just don't have it. I don't have it yet because I'm still trying to break these walls down. So it, it's a patient, uh, yeah. a, a vulnerability spot mm -hmm. yes. that I'm opening up to tell you, give me a second. You know, I forgive you, but we ain't going to be cool tomorrow and we going out of town. That ain't going to happen, G. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, Don, since you mentioned that word, vulnerability, before we close... We have to touch on that. Like we we have to touch on vulnerability because a lot of times forgiveness does not take place or does not come forth because we are in a vulnerable place and uh, like that little girl in the attic, we are trying to protect that place because yeah. when you you're vulnerable, me. you Ooh. just, you know, that, that place, you know, being vulnerable means a lot it, it can do it can go both ways you can be vulnerable and then you can have this person that comes and seems as though 
They understand where you are. They understand, they even act as though they understand the little girl that you have placed in the attic and they can help you free her. They can help you bring her out the act. They can help you go to the top of the stair, Antonita, and talk to this. You know, people come. They come. Now, again, remember, we church girls, so we got to say that the enemy comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, yes. you know? So we have to, you know, we, we church girls. We keep saying that. We we keep saying we church girls, but we for real, for real kingdom girls. We are kingdom girls for real. Right, right. man. Right. We like we like to say, we you know, we church girls. Y'all get that. Y'all people, most <laughs> people understand that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that that vulnerable place. Let's talk. Let's talk about that before we close, because we're coming to a close. So before we close, we cannot address resentment. We cannot address uh, forgiveness. We cannot address um, letting things go. How can you let let it go when somebody has caught you in a vulnerable state? Even reacting, you may react because you're in a vulnerable state. You may, you know, all of these things. Um, vulnerability, vulnerability. Vulnerability, excuse me, could have gone to the top and we could have trickled down from there down because from you, you, right. you know, vulnerability is that, you know, the because our little girl is in the attic, we have been made vulnerable to a lot of these situations. That's why she's where she is. It's so <laughs> many reasons why she's in the attic, but because we have been vulnerable and taking um, advantage of, quote unquote, in so many different ways, because when we say take advantage of, we, we think different things. Our mind goes different places with taking advantage of. But, mm -hmm. you know, when we talk about trust and when we talk about trust, honey, part three, we're going to talk about trust and we're going to talk about that because that, you know, we might have to bring vulnerability back in when we talk about trust. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We, yeah. It's all yeah, a part but, of that. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about, let's talk a little little bit. Like I said, before we close, let's talk about vulnerability and opening up. So I guess we can go there because now we have acknowledged it. We've um, taken accountability. We have chosen to forgive daily. We don't have any bitterness. We're not resentful. You know, we've done all these things. Now, our vulnerability we can begin to open up. We can begin to trust. We can begin to, or can we? Hmm. Well, here's the thing with vulnerability. <laughs> I, mean, as, I mean, as women, period, it's hard for us to be vulnerable. Um, it goes back to the story, um, and we talked about it a little bit in the last episode about the little kids at the Sesame Street mm. play. You saw her get hurt and she had to swallow her hurt and go on about it, you know, about it differently without having it being acknowledged, having being passed over, having, you know, just the unwantedness. So we haven't had a good chance to be vulnerable. So many of us don't know how to be vulnerable. So, you know, you hear men talk about us a lot saying we not submissive, we not, you know, um, doing what they need it to be done. So that's why they step out half the time, you know, um, you come to friends being like, well, I would be asking her what's wrong and she don't say nothing. But if I don't trust you to be vulnerable with, 
it ain't much that I'm going to be able to, you know, open up about because I don't know how you're going to react to me being open and real because most people don't know how to handle people. So you may not be the person I have to be open with. You know what I'm saying? You know, if, if that makes sense. I, I, vulnerable is tricky, but it's also trustworthy. You know what I'm saying? Huh. It's just a lot that you can put in that opening up portion. But I had to, as a, a person on a healing journey, everybody wasn't ready for my vulnerability. So that was so, a struggle. Dot, let me jump in and then I want you to come back in. <laughs> so I want you to address vulnerability from a place of hurt though. I want you to address vulnerability as easily being hurt. I want you to address vulnerability. Like you said, you have that your little girl is a safe haven. So not being protected that you put your little girl. I want you to address vulnerability from there, address it from there, the attack, the criticism, you know, um, because some of us put our, our little girl in the attic because of, um, oh, you just being fast. She was just being fast. No, I wasn't being fast. I was being touched. And, yeah. and this is what, this is the sensual, you know, I'm I'm not fast. This is what I, I adapted to my environment. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm being touched. Mm -hmm. I'm being harmed. I'm being not protected, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm vulnerable. And somebody took advantage of my, of my vulnerability of somebody not protecting me or, you know, because right. I was easily hurt. So address it. Um, I want you to address it to the women from that from that not not that we're not going to talk about the strong part because we are but i want you to be vulnerable right now and i want you to go there which i know that is kind of you know because you have like you discussed this wall and you know this wall we don't really know how thick this wall is until you like uh -huh. you said until we start chiseling away at this wall you're like wait a minute now i should be done with this wall this is another wall behind this <laughs> should be okay this by now. So now this wall didn't turn blue i just got through the red wall and now it's blue so i want you and i know i'm putting but i'm your sister i get to put you on the spot like this i want you to address it from your vulnerable state um, because you always had to be so strong. Like you discussed, you know, I'm beating right. somebody head in. I'm going to, you always have to be so strong. So to catch you in a vulnerable state, right. it's almost like, no, you caught me slipping. Now what? You yeah. know? Okay, let's yeah. go. Ooh, chat. I know. Yeah. Well, go. <laughs> we got a little time. We got a little more time left. No, um, for me, and, and, and coming from that strong state, I've always felt like I was by myself. Everybody in my family is either 10 years older or 10 years younger. So I've always only been me. So I felt like I didn't have anybody. So with the older people, I was getting on their nerves. With the young people, I was just too old. You know what I'm saying? What am I going <laughs> to do? Play with some five-year-old for nothing. You know, and they're all boys and I'm a girl. And that was a whole nother issue. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't have anything in common so mm -hmm. for me my vulnerability the hurt of not being seen and not being heard uh, when most people meet me they immediately think oh she's this outgoing person she has this smile you know um 
but I'm always on guard. I'm always on on thinking that, oh, um, I want a friend, but what are, what are you here for? Nobody else wanted to be bothered with yes, me. Yes. So what, 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 what are you here? What, why yes. do I need you here? You know, make me realize why I need you as a friend. And nobody should ever have to, as well as I didn't want to have to prove myself to somebody else, no one should ever have to prove it to me because I know that feeling. So I'm I'm really big on um when I talk to people or I'm around people, I, I'm a good, I feel like I'm a good people person. You are um until I see something. And then so nine times out of ten, no descriptive. If I've seen if I've snapped out, done something, whatever. It's because it's been a reaction of what you have done, mm-hmm. whether it was to me or somebody else, because of I do come in vulnerable. I come in thinking everybody should love and, <laughs> yeah. and do whatever it is, because I never, ever want to c- encounter anybody to me may feel like they didn't matter or they wasn't visible. Right. So in my head, everybody I encounter is somebody until you become nobody. Yes. Because I can put you in that nobody spot in a heartbeat. It don't take much. Yeah. I have a bucket ready to go. Yeah. Um, yes. But if I'm on your team, I'm right. Mm-hmm. I got you. Whatever you need, I'm down. But my little girl vulnerability is I don't ever want anybody to feel the hurt of the invisibility cloak. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I felt like as a kid, my girl in the attic was invisible. I did not. It wasn't that I didn't matter because I feel like I mattered. I feel like I had love. However, the love wasn't enough to make it feel like I was a part of something. Uh, okay. If that yeah. makes sense. Yes. So it was more of, you're in the way or you, you know, you just, you're not a part of this circle. So I'm sorry. You can't, you know, we can't roll with you, you know? So I had to rely on being friends with people at school or whatever. Well, then I had to deal with the encounters of people at school thinking, you know, well, she mean, you know, or she got this mean look on her face. So that is how I ended up being a person that smiles all the time. I got mm-hmm. tired of people telling me that I looked like I was mad all the time. Mm-hmm. So I thought if I changed how I, you know, I smiled, mm-hmm. then that would change my characteristic. Mm-hmm. No, you just, just wanted to not like me and that's okay. <laughs> we should have started that way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the vulnerability for me hits a couple of places that, you know, that I have to acknowledge sometimes because even still, I when I see people, I don't I don't want to have to still deal with oh you used to fight all the time you mm-hmm. were you being good today no mm-hmm. when have you seen me bad you really haven't seen me bad so you you've only heard mm-hmm. what I'm doing you ain't actually seen it so 
that's a different vulnerability for me. Right. So now I have to acknowledge and I have to explain that's not true. What you heard wasn't true. This mm -hmm. is what really happened. And I'm not big on sharing my side of the story, especially mm -hmm. at this age. <laughs> I ain't clearing up nothing. I ain't acknowledging nothing. If you thought I said it, said I said it. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I may not, I may not mean it, but I really do try to go back and go, did you do this? Did you know, I? Yeah. You, you have a tendency to kind of just, it wasn't that I wasn't, you know, I sometimes can blow you off and not mean it. Mm -hmm. But at the time I could really be like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been, I've had to be somebody else for so long that nobody out there knows who I am. So now I'm in a vulnerable spot mm -hmm. of trying to teach people who I am. Right. Right. Antonita, That's you want to weigh in on this vulnerability thing? Listen. Because <laughs> <laughs> this can this can be a segment. Look, I'm going to my higher voice. I have to I have to bring it in. Let me let me, let me woosah because I didn't went to my higher voice. This could be a segment. <laughs> Can, vulnerability can go it Man. can hold its own weight like it can hold its own weight you know right. it really it most right. definitely can we can go how people have taken advantage of you because you were in a vulnerable state because you didn't know who you were or you didn't know your worth and it can, it can go Ooh. so many different ways vulnerability but because we're talking about the little girl in the attic and we're talking about forgiveness you know i have to keep saying that because we can go off and we can go we, we can we can because vulnerability is like that it is like that we we do things and we react and we fall in love and we do all different mm -hmm. things because of that word that state of mind that we are in so Antonita, you talk talk to us about vulnerability and and you know the little girl in the attic and you can take it you can take the little girl out the attic and talk to us about vulnerability just period just period not being protected and the attacks of criticism and you know um easily being hurt you know because of you're in a vulnerable state or we're in a vulnerable state or we seem they somebody thought we were vulnerable so they you know so talk to us about that and i know we're coming to a close people we 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 like to talk we real women with real conversations and when i tell you we like to talk we like to talk. Like we didn't went past dessert. We didn't ask the man to bring us another cup of coffee or soda or whatever three times. We passed dessert. We didn't ate dinner, appetizers, all of that. Okay, take me to go. <laughs> okay, so just the word vulnerability makes my heart palpitate because who wants to be vulnerable? Now I know there's good vulnerability, but mm -hmm. most of the time it brings great fear mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. every time you say the word vulnerability my heart is like oh my gosh um as far as my little girl she's been vulnerable for a long time mm -hmm. and the reason why is because she felt invisible mm -hmm. she felt like nobody loved her mm-hmm she felt like nobody cared. Mm -hmm. She felt stepped on, beat down, rejected. So it's like, uh, well, like, who can I trust? Mm -hmm. 
who can I trust and like tell them like how I'm really feeling right here's one thing so you don't you don't want everybody knowing your business um because everybody can't handle your business I'm just put it like that everybody can't handle your business because you know there are some people and you said it that um there are some genuine people out there that really care for you and that really want to help you get that little girl out of the attic. But then there are some people that just want to know your business just so they can spread it. Mm-hmm. So that makes it hard for you to be vulnerable and it makes you fearful. So then you touch on the trust thing with that. So being vulnerable is not easy. Um, for me, it took a long time for me to even get to the place where I wanted to share about me. First of all, I didn't know who I was. So I didn't even know like what version of me. I was. I I didn't even know who I was. So while I'm sharing, I'm sharing a version of of me of who I was broken. So then you go, you know, you have people that want to go and, and talk about all the stuff that you're sharing, but not in a positive way. So then you get to the place where, oh, I kind of know who I am. Oh, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see who I am in Christ. Oh, I am now because you have not trusted so long. um, Then you start questioning still. Like, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, do I really want to share this? I am at the point now, I just don't care. I don't care whether you like it or not. Tell my business all you want to, but I tell you what, I'm going to tell it before you do. Mm -hmm. So go ahead, go ahead. But it's still, makes you fearful because you yeah. just don't know how people are going to react. Some of the time when I was sharing in my broken state, people just, they like went silent. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what did I say that caused you what, what to be speechless? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just sharing who I am. So I think what I've learned from that is, oh, you've been bold and you've told your testimony, but that makes me scared because now maybe I need to, tell mine and mm-hmm. i'm not sure i'm ready to do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so talk you we could talk about vulnerability actually we should just make it a whole segment on it on on its own because um we can go at it from several angles mm-hmm. but like i said it just makes my heart palpitate and it makes me fearful but i know i'm a kingdom girl yeah i'm a kingdom girl and i know where the fear comes from it comes from satan and god did not give mm-hmm. us the spirit of fear he gave us power love and a sound mind sound so mine. You know, that's why I'm at the, at the point now, well, no, I'm a share. And if you don't like it, sorry, I care less. I could care less. And I yield the mic. <laughs> Woo! Let me tell you about part two. Part this two. This, this is, is me. part two. The little girl in the attic. This has been so good. This has been real. Um, so to recap, hey. We are talking about the little girl in the attic. This is part two of the little girl in the attic. We touched on forgiveness and everything in between that has to do with forgiveness. We have given you um, our real conversations from real women. Now, our next segment, part three, we're going to be talking um, about... Y'all, what we talking about? Healing, right? Yeah. Oh, we're ready. We're ready. We are talking about healing. Our next segment, we're talking about healing. So what I want to do, I want to leave you with our email address, which is freemepodcast at gmail.com or F-R-E-E-I-N-G me at 
uh, excuse me, me podcast at gmail.com. And we also have a Facebook page, which is free me podcast. I want you if you have any comments, if you have any questions, I want you to reach out to us. We want to answer some of your questions on the podcast. So I'm just going to tell you, when we talk about this healing process, honey, get, get your tissue ready, but also put your boots on because we're ready to fight. We are ready to, we are ready to get this thing going. We're going to cry. Now, don't, don't get this twisted. We're going to cry. But honey, we cry. Weeping only endures for a night, but joy, it comes in the morning. We fight too. We know how to fight too. So we are going to heal. We are not just going to open up this door, open up your heart and not not give you the tools that you need to heal. So that's what I want you to know. Auntie Nita, do you have anything to say to the lovely people before we go out? Listen, I just want to encourage everybody to, first of all, get to know who you are in God. So then you can get to forgiveness. Of course, it's going to be a process, mm -hmm. but knowing who you are in God will help you get to the process of forgiveness. And of course, there will be some vulnerability. So get ready. You might be frightened, but guess what? God will give you the strength yes. to make it through. And I yield the mic visionary dot i like saying that visionary dot you, you hey, really girl, do hey, what you, you really do <laughs> what what do you want to say to our ladies what do you want to say to our audience what you want to leave with them i just want to make sure we understand that um it's okay wherever you are in your process um don't get discouraged because somebody may be a step further than you. Um, we don't all have the same journey. We just all have um, the ability to get to the end. Um, as the Bible tells us, it's not who finished the race first. It's, it's, it's a person who endures from the end. And yes, I paraphrased. Um, for you Bible scholars out there, don't come back telling us that ain't what it say <laughs> we know that <laughs> i'm just saying that sometimes we get such in a rush in our process that we think we're a lot further behind than we are so don't don't give up um keep pushing because it is it's steps that we got to take and we got to take it one day at a time all right. All right. Okay, ladies, that is it. The Free Me podcast. We are done for the day. Real women with real conversations. You do not want to miss this last the last part of the series, part three of the little girl in the attic. And we're going to tie it all in together. And we're going to have some resources for you because literally we do. We want you, we want your little girl to come out. We want your little girl to be free. And that's the whole purpose. That's the whole purpose of this podcast is you being able to be free and be who you are. Remember, follow us on social media, um, free, free me podcast. Remember our email address, free me podcast at gmail.com. 
gmail.com. Remember, you can send, you can inbox us, you whatever. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. This is a non-judgmental zone. We are here to help women. We are from all walks of life. We are here to help you. So until next time, hey girl, hey, we'll see you next time. Bye hey girl, bye. hey. Hey girl, hey. Bye y'all. As always, thanks for listening to the Freeing Me podcast, where we focus on healing the child within and taking our power back. And remember, the more we heal, the more we win.